Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode 361 of After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Here's a tweet that caught us, caught my attention. This is not hockey-related. Snoop Dogg sent out a tweet or a post yesterday, and he said that he's giving up smoking weed. Okay? Okay. He said... After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Now, who knows? Uh, if this is- I, I, I would, I would definitely think that that is so, a joke. So me, I tweeted from the show, <laughs> tweeted out fake news. Now, I think, I think I have not read into this because I, I don't really care. Total headline reader over here. But anyway, so I think he's going into the edible side of the business. Okay. So I think that's kind of, this is what this is. This is like a transition from getting off of actually smoking weed to eating it. That's what I think this is. That's kind of the gist of what I've gotten from some of the responses, but that's not what I'm talking about here. This is not about Snoop Dogg and smoking weed. Okay. Someone 
you just you have to hear this response from someone and it and i want you to know this in no way bothered me it actually it actually was thought provoking to be quite honest with you it made me actually think about how i felt when i quit drinking let me just read the tweet here okay so i'm not even going to say the person's name it's it's, it's just and I think this guy shit on us too about the uh, putting up, posting the picture of the or the video of the guy getting the the skate to the neck. Given at the instigator seventy six own decisions to stop drinking over ten years ago. Thank you for acknowledging that, by the way. This post is incredibly disrespectful and disappointing. To question a man's decision is truly classless. Why do you question Snoop Dogg? Did people question your decision? If so, how did you feel about it? Well, yes, they did. Yes, they did. And boy, did I fail and succumb to the pressures of peer pressure. I failed because people said, ah, come on. You're not going to, you're not quitting drinking forever. Just have one. So I did. Never thought anything about it. I had people telling me that, oh, come on. Really? Really? How long is this going to last? What's this all about? And then I just don't give a shit what people think. Like, so, so what's it matters? So, so how did I feel about it? That didn't bother me at all. Didn't bother me at all. So why is this so offensive? Just having some fun here because Snoop Dogg and marijuana, they are synonymous okay, yes. with one another. Yes. Like, like when I think about Snoop Dogg, first thing I think is marijuana. I do not think music. I don't think anything else other than weed. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. I, I would agree with that. Like, so that's, I would agree with that. By that. Like, it's just hard to believe that somebody who has just been so How old is Snoop Dogg. I don't know. Old I don't he? know. Like Scott. he's got to be up, up around. Would you think like uh 60? I'll look him up right now. You know, he he's Snoop Dogg's 52. You're going to tell me that he's going to uh, stop smoking weed. Okay. That, that just does not make sense. It's a lifetime thing that he has done. You know, he's one of the most iconic rappers of all time. But when you think of Snoop Dogg, you think of weed. It's like when you think of country music and Willie Nelson, you think of weed. I don't see him stopping. You're saying that he's going into a different area, which is the edible side of things. Nah, I don't think that that's going to be the case. Well, maybe, maybe he is, but you know, each to their own, each to their own. If that's what he wants to do. Do what you got to do. Smoke if you got him. Patrick Line was benched for the final nine fifty three. And Johnny Goudreau was benched for the final 6:15 of tonight's game against the Yotes. Neither were on the ice at six on for six on five. Um, neither were on the ice at six on five when Columbus was down a goal late in the third. Okay, now that's a statement. And we tweeted out, I tweeted out, our show tweeted out. No one sits in Buffalo. You know, we how is it okay that Johnny Goudreau gets sat? How is it okay that Patrick Line? What's the difference between Johnny Goudreau, Jeff Skinner, Patrick Line? All these. What's the difference between them? Nothing. Andrew, 
We just talked about Jonathan Huberdeau in Calgary got sat for the entire third period and did not play a shift. The entire third period. Now, I have a question for you. Did you hear what he did last night? Yeah, go and assist. Messages need to be sent for your play. Period. I had nine different coaches, nine different coaches in the NHL. Every single coach sat players if they were not performing to the level and the standard of the coach. So how are guys making mistake after mistake, mistake, and not having the compete in the corners, on the back check, all this, all the areas of the ice? Didn't Lindy Ruff sit Thomas Hurdle? Not Thomas Hurdle. Who did he sit there uh, in Jersey? Meyer. Meyer, Timo, not Thomas They're eight Hurdle. and Timo a half, uh, 8.8 or million dollar new player went and whole sat third, him. Whole third period, I think. Yes. That's called an environment. I'm sorry, but it's like you can't you can't tell me that you you, you play Matt Savoy. There's a reason I don't understand why Peyton Krebs was in the stands for that one game. That had to have been a punishment for something. But that's an easy out. I mean, you take him out, it's kind of like eh, okay, we're just going to sit him in the stands. No one really pays attention to that. Yeah, you sit, Jeff Skinner. You sit one of these guys. Uproar. Who's that reflect on? It, I you think know what? It reflects- you're, you're gonna sit. I don't care who it is, but you're there. There has to be a standard in which every single player has to get to on every given night. And if you're not gonna get there, you're not gonna play. And you can go into the locker room after the game, all pissed off and upset, and slamming your helmet down. And you can go and answer the questions of, oh, why you're not playing. Why did the coach sit you? And if you can't come up with the the answer, then you're the problem. There's some un- unacceptable um, hockey play by this team because I think they're underachieving. I think this team is insanely talented. Um, yes, they're youthful and young, but this this time of we're going to we're going to work through this because you know we need to develop and we need to you know bring along these young no 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 we've been doing that for a long 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 time it's about uh, it's about creating a standard a very high standard and if you don't get there you're not going to play well, and what is the standard right now what is the standard for the Buffalo it's, Sabres, it's, it's hey, hey, hey! Fucking loss for twelve we, we years. Everyone, in a row. everyone, to be happy. We don't want to upset anybody. Don't want guys to want to want to leave. You got to turn that around now. Everybody uh, that wants to be here, talk about hey, talk about a a, a a polar opposite approach too, right? Like if you want to try to get get on get things turned in the right direction in terms of how to create a, a, a winning environment. There's only two seasons where I played on a, well, I played in New Jersey and, and I mean, that's just a different level. That's a different level of, of expectation. I mean, we won nine games in a row 
And then we lost the 10th game, maybe in overtime to win 10 in a row. It might've been eight to nine or nine to 10. I can't remember which one it was. We won a shit ton of games in a row. And as the new cliche saying, as we were on a heater and we lost that game, that whatever it was to end the streak. And it was like death in the locker room. I remember I came in, I was kind of like, you know, not loose and loud, but just kind of like not like, hey, like things are going well, guys. We lost one game of that was my mindset. It wasn't like who gives a shit. It was just kind of like, guys, we lost one game. We've won eight or nine in a row. We're we're fine. It's the big deal. And Colin White comes out to me and he goes, Not here, not today. You don't lose around here. That was one game after eight or nine in a row. And I was like, holy shit, man. I'm not saying that if you have music on after you lose a streak like that, that that that's a bad thing or because that would be hypocrisy on my part. Cause I mean, you win nine in a row and you lose a game. It's kind of like, fuck, we'll get right back on the, on the train tomorrow. But it was just, there's the, the standard here is just so comfortable. Who is going to implement the standard of the Buffalo Sabres moving forward? When Kevin Adams played for, Oh my God! What year is that? 2006 Carolina Hurricanes. They won the Stanley Cup. Uh, they were first. I'm pretty sure they are. The, they, they were the President's Trophy winner. I think they were first in the NHL. I'm not 100. percent Quote me on it. Um, but I will tell you, there is a standard. There was a standard that every single player had to play up to or or there's certain players that were in that locker room would absolutely lose their mind can you think of one player on that this, carolina team other, oh carolina carolina yeah. team uh, back in 2000 the freaking bod brendamore go and ask kevin adams how Rod Brendamore was and how he treated his career on and off the ice, how he was in the gym, how he played and practiced. When they lost games, I'd be curious to know how Kevin Adams saw Rod Brendamore. Do you think he was happy? That man was a miserable, miserable person to be around. Mark Recchi was on the team. I played with Mark Recchi. There was, there, you had to win. There was no other way. These guys would be bears. It would not be a fun environment to go to the rink. You had to win. That was their standard. Anything that you had to do to win, that's what you have to do every single night. And if you didn't win, it's unacceptable. And that's who they have. That's who you have in winning locker rooms. Glenn Wesley was an older guy back then. He, these guys drive the ship and they are special people. Rod Brennamore is a special hockey player. And if you don't win, someone's going to okay. pay for it. And it's well, not going to be a great environment. Who let, is that guy in Buffalo? I don't know, but let's hope that we, this is going to be our, our first night to kind of witness this. So we'll see what happens. Let's just sit back and see what happens. They're in Winnipeg tonight. So let's just kind of sit back. I'm I'm hoping Eric Comrie has a great night against his old team. And I just, I, I hope it's not a bad look. I hope they play well in front of them. It's not, this isn't uh, just Comrie. 
Like holy shit balls. Some no, of the I, defensive play to, by I, the I, team. I want Carmen to play dismal. well. Because I'd like I to want... see some I'd like to see some goaltending. It's all, mean, it's not what do you mean you'd like putting... to see some goaltending? I'd like to see some defense in front of the goaltender. Take some take some pressure off these guys. We're sitting there. All we're talking about is Devin Levi letting in goals and getting pulled after five goals. Well, go I'm and just look at some Le- of the goals that were scored. Let me ask you, if you had Linus Allmark in net playing for the Sabres and you had Levi playing for the Bruins, what would the score be? I don't know. Let's shift to something a little more positive. Play better in front of him. How about that? Okay. Don Granado. Quoted as saying, Tage Thompson, week to week, not out two months, shouldn't be that long. So it's not week to week, because week to week means he could be back in a week or two weeks. This sounds more like four, five weeks. Yep. So that's positive. Which is a lot better than multiple months. Well, significant time. When I heard significant time the other the other night, That's I was right. I was yeah. like, "Ooh, this could." And then we started going down that that wrist injury, that small bone that can't heal because you hear significant time. Five weeks is like that's nothing. That I mean, it sucks, but it's not it's not two months. That extra two months is is a big deal when you're losing a star like Tage Thompson. So, good news there at least. I think I view that as good news. I don't know how you view that, but. Good news, in my opinion. Very much so. That's, you know, listen, I mean, someone is going to have to step up. When you lose a player like Tage, you're not going to replace him. There's nobody that's going to replace Tage in those minutes and what he does on the ice every every given night. But what you need is now you're going to have an opportunity for someone else to take on a bigger role. And that's important. This team does have some great players. Now we need one of those players that is not playing 20 minutes a night to step up and not maybe not play 20 minutes, but step up to a bigger role and play and take advantage of that opportunity. Because the Sabres aren't the only ones in this league that have injuries. They have players that on other teams, same thing. Big guy goes down. Someone's got to step up and fill that. But you know what else position. happens though? Someone steps up. Someone steps up. You need someone to step up. Always someone has to step up. I'll tell you who needs to step up. Don Granado needs to put, put together a, a more defensive game plan. A plan that helps you win games maybe without scoring four or five goals. Because you're missing Tage Thompson. You're missing Alex Tuck. You have other guys on your team. Well, that Alex are, are, Tuck hopefully is going to be back. Well, he said it's a it's a coach's decision. Okay, yeah. So I, I I don't know what that means. Well, you certainly uh, don't want to put Tuck in harm's way that he can injure if whatever injury stiff, has if further. He's stiff, I'm not playing him. Like, there's no sense. I'm sorry, I'm not. If there's something that could flare back up with him in two days, I'm not playing him. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not at that point in the season. I'm not. It's not that era of the game anymore. I'm not putting it like. I need him two years down the road. I don't need him flaring something up. Or I'm past these days of, well, just play and, and you know, see how it goes. Could get worse. Could, I mean, no, I'm not playing him. If he can play, then play. But the coach has to design a system for this team on the absence of other players. It has to be done. 
Tell me, tell me I'm wrong, Craig. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that things don't change and alter the game plan when you lose players that your team is is kind of like built around. The test that you can't just look at the players and say, okay, everyone has to step up. Well, we don't have the players. You know, okay, this is where coaching comes in. I've been very hard on Don Granado because I've heard all about development. I've heard all, and we've seen development, and we've seen players have breakthroughs. But the team hasn't had a breakthrough yet. And it's not even winning games. It's consistent play, and it's a style of and brand of hockey. They don't have it. That falls directly on the coach. The players cannot go out there and create their own game plan. They are following the coaches. I'll just go along with this discussion because I love it, and I agree with all the stuff that you said. But again, we're talking about last year, the youngest team in the league. This year, it's the youngest team in the league. Do, do these guys still need time to, and I hate this goddamn word right now. I'm so sick of it. Development. Are, do these guys yeah. need more time? Well, go to Zach. Zach Benson's God, 18 years just, old. Man. You've got, you know, y- we have a, a large number. I'd love to be the GM that has the owner buying into all this youth year after year after year and just take job security after job security. And eventually, hopefully in a couple of years, it's going to click and we're going to add more pieces. And this guy's going to be this. And, and guess what? The Sabres thought the same thing when Drury and Briere left. They thought the same thing. We lost Greer, we lost McKee, we lost Dumont, we lost Drury, and we lost Briere all in two years' time. That is a major core of your... In fact, all those guys were our leaders. And then you handed it over to Stafford, well, Boston, Boston just Bannock, Roy, Miller, Gostad. Not saying that these guys weren't capable, but they still needed those leaders, and they missed the playoffs for the next two years. I love Larry Quinn, but I remember him walking around. Stafford's going to get 30. Vanek's going to get 40. Roy's going to get 80 points. You know, and he's saying that to the players. He said that to me. He's like, you know, PD, I think you can get 10. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, this guy thinks I can get 10. I love this guy. It's amazing. <laughs> 10 goals in the NHL. But what, what they didn't realize is that in order to help those guys get to that point is that it, it, it those guys were so critical. And that's why everyone wants to compare this team to 0506, but we're not because you don't have a Greer, you don't have a Drury, you don't have a Briere, don't have a Dumont, you don't have a McKee, Newman. So there was there was quite a bit of leadership Lude, on the Ludeman, team. Spa check. So yes, for me, is Donnie on the hot seat? No, he's not on the hot seat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's. This is definitely going to be a test for him because the game plan has to start with him. How are you going to play tonight? How are you going to play tonight? On Winnipeg is not an easy place to play. They're loud. No, the rink is small. They're playing well too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. 
But fortunately for me, I haven't. But I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Crash Course presented by Salino Law. Car Crash Call Salino, 800-555-5555. Don Granado said no decision has been made on if Benson will stay in Buffalo for the whole season. Per Paul Hamilton, who will be on the show Monday with us. What kind of a message are you sending to your fan base if Zach Benson is here for the entire year? Or am I overthinking that? Hey, it's one, not... definitely, I like the way you're looking at that. But there's also, what are you sending to your team? Okay, more importantly, what kind of a message are you sending to your team, I guess? And I would love to be in a position. I would love, I, I would love Kevin Adams to be in a position where, the, where he has the ability to play Zach Benson as long as possible here, but still having success and moving up the ladder. So when it's time to go to the trade deadline and you want to strengthen your hockey team with veteran leadership and a veteran presence and a guy who still has game, that's the time to go out and do it, right? That's That would be the ideal world to be able to play Zach Benson, give him NHL experience, let him understand and feel this league, make some ups and downs, but still win, still win with him in the lineup. But the reality is this is the youngest team in the league. The team has struggled with consistency. They have played some insanely good games, but they have played some insanely bad games. And I don't think Kevin Adams is going to be in a situation where this team's going to win and still have Zach Benson in the lineup. So the question is, is there, is there um, some concern from the management that if they don't do something, that the season's going to be lost by December, like late December? You're pretty much going to have a very good idea of where you're at by late December. Would you agree? January 1st tells tells the tale of a lot. Uh, yeah. Because uh, the Sabres are Christmas, by Christmas no is means. an interesting time, but I think St. Louis really kind of pushed that uh, a few years ago. I don't even want ago. to talk about it. They, the they were the last I understand team in the that, league, but I mean, and then they won the Stanley show, Cup. It just goes to show you, but there have been other teams that limp into the playoffs into eighth or seventh and they end up making it so i mean i don't think you have to be in a playoff spot the whole year to make the playoffs you got to be close like in there you got to be close and in the hunt all the way through until you can get healthy and get ready to get your guys back for for a final push in the end 
second half season push, but you gotta just stay. The thing is, I feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable with who they're competing against to get into the top eight. With how they're playing right now, I don't believe that they're playing consistent hockey. I don't believe that they're I think there's areas throughout this entire team that there's holes in. I don't think they're as strong as is uh some of the top teams in the East. And I fear that they're gonna miss the playoffs and be in the same situation as what they were last year, where they were there, but they're not there. So, so if Zach Benson stays, if he stays, are you, is it a sign of what direction this team is going in? Because if he stays, I would think that they're just staying the course, he allowing guys to mature. He can't stay. They're they have to. They're going to keep him here for a little bit longer. The world we're we're already in December next week. Like we're right there. So. He, you get him to the world junior camp and then decide from there what happens. Send him back to junior. Savoy's already back to junior. I mean, so Zach Benson a- goes back when and world if Patrick Kane comes. No, you have other guys you can use over him. I mean, they're, they're practically out West right now. So, I mean, you could bring him on the trip and send him home from there. I, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he needs, he need there needs to be a large gap of time where he is playing somewhere amongst his own peers. He has shown what he's going to be. I believe that. I think he's shown flashes of just, you know, he had that scoring chance against Colorado. He's had lots of different opportunities. He's played very well. He's just not quite there yet. He's not what the Sabres need, but I'll tell you He's what. He's 18. He like, has great. Made, most has 18 made, years aren't ready. He has made, he has helped Kevin Adams in one way. He has solidified that he is a top prospect on this team. Yes. Now you can start to pick off some of the other prospects underneath to go and build this roster the way it needs to be built. So that's what Benson's done. Keep him or not, what he's done is move himself right near the top of the prospect list and now giving Kevin Adams more of a of a of a an understanding of what he might be able to keep going forward and get rid of to build in the other areas like I said earlier so I don't know I don't know what else to say it's uh you know much like Devin Levi he, this kid shouldn't have been here Devin Levi shouldn't have been here and I'm not trying to turn this into a, a completely different conversation but this was not the year for experiments. We said that at the start of the year. We said that at the end of last year. Devin Levi was an experiment. Yes, he's shown flashes of brilliance, but it's not the right time for that. Zach Benson was an emergency experiment because you failed to go and acquire pieces that you could rely on to, to be good roster players for you to start a season. You kept players that were long overdue. They're long overdue. They're beef jerky now. They're not even they're not even well done. They're fucking beef jerky. So <laughs> So listen. Right now, if it seems like we're too negative, it's because things are looking very bad and the fact that we're talking about is 
Benson staying or going, people are missing the point and what a colossal failure this is that we're even having this discussion. I want people to understand something because and if you've listened to our last few episodes, I feel like there's been so much negativity. And I want people to know that we're letting out that steam just like you all are at home or water cooler or, you know, standing at, uh, you know, a sports event, talking to other parents and, and just venting. Okay. That's what we're doing. We're venting, but we're also giving opinions that, I, that we believe truly believe. And there's going to be people that disagree with our belief, but the things that we believed in and things that we wanted you know, Kevin Adams and the management to do are now starting to creep back and slap us in the face. Devin Levi is absolutely outstanding. He is going to be an outstanding goaltender in this league for many, many, many years, but he should not be a number one goaltender to start his Matt Savoy his never career. should have been given one game. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just jumping. Okay. I'm piling on. So to, to have three goaltenders right now, and and just be juggling like, oh, who's it going to be? Comrie? Is it going to be like Devin Levi? It's going to be Ukepekalukanen. Who's going to be the backup? Who's going to be the number one? Like, there should have been a number one goaltender signed to a two- or three-year deal, and you should have had Devin Levi as the backup. And he should have played 30 games this year, maybe even 35 if he plays real well. That's it. Yeah, and not the first four. And not the first four games because he wants to get him some grind. Yeah, okay, Don. The defense core, you need to find a partner for Owen Power. You have one for Rasmus Dahlin and Samuelson. There's no question about it, but you need to find a player that is going to play for a very long time with Owen Power. They didn't go out and do that, but they have a whole bunch of defensemen. And I'm not unhappy with Clifton or, or Johnson. I'm not unhappy with these players, but I just feel that they didn't go and get out, get the player that they should have. Yeah. Well, and then the players that are signed on the forward line, some of those players should not have been re-signed. They need new blood. Do you feel that this in any way could affect or slow down Benson's development process this season? I mean, he's here, he's been hurt. Absolutely been not. Okay, good. Whether he goes back to junior, it's going to be a different type of development. The confidence level is going to be large. He's going to be the big guy in a small town, and he's going to go and do what he does. He's a very competitive, um, very skilled player, and he's going to have he's going to develop that way. But he also gained a tremendous, tremendous amount of development just in this short period of time, being with the big club this long, being around NHL players, being around in the, the environment, how they train on off days, during days, how you train when you're hurt, the trainers and everything else, how you eat. All these things Benson and all of these younger players are like sponges. That's why Kyla Poso is so important to this team. I can't even stress it enough how much Kyla Poso 
this team needs Caliposo because it's the way that he lives his life. It's the way he treats people, the way he prepares for games. It's the way he treats everybody in the environment and his work ethic and all that stuff. I will and there's going to be a point in time. Caliposo is going to ride off into the sunset after an insanely awesome career. But these young guys are going to learn from guys like Kyle. There's just not enough of them like Kyle. He is going to be going back to a decent situation in junior if he does go back there and what when, when a when wild okay. they are the old uh, Winnipeg team that Jeep used to coach. Okay, they have a good team. Savoy played one game, has a goal and an assist. They are in third in their division. Their record's twelve eight and one with twenty one games. Okay, and uh, they have some pretty good players on their team. So. That's that's good for him to go there. You in, go you insert you insert a player like Zach Benson into a junior lineup. You insert a Matt Savoy into the the same team. That team will go from a mid pack team to one of the top teams in the league. Well, they have a defenseman who's played nineteen games. He has thirty points. Connor Geeky has played sixteen games. He has eleven goals. Connor Geeky, twelve. They have this kid uh, from. Overall they pick. have this kid from Japan, who played for the Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL. Born in Nagano, Japan. He's nineteen. His name's Kenta Isogai, and he has it's his rookie year in the dub. He's nineteen, eighteen games. He has ten goals, fifteen assists. I think the, he's the inter, internet sensation kid. Have you ever seen that kid? If you if you look him up, he's is he small? Is he like five yeah, seven? He is, he's like five. Yeah, he's like five. Five ten. Okay, so it actually means he's five seven. <laughs> so what are you saying? What about this kid? He, he, I, I remember the last number of years, like this was probably, um, so he's been over here for how many years? Three, four, four years. This is now? fourth year over in North America. Okay. This kid from Japan was an absolute phenom. Was like, he I the mean, kid that video we saw years yes, and years ago? Yes, 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 Petey. That's I remember the there kid. was a video of a kid, this, this small Japanese kid that everyone was raving about. He was a he was an internet sensation with the stuff that he was doing in in over in Japan in those leagues. He was he was literally unstoppable, unstoppable. That being said, things change when you come over to you know the part of the world where hockey is a premium. He's he's still I think a good hockey player, but look him up on the internet. Pretty pretty special talent. He's very very talented. But speaking of Japan, do you know that I played with the very first Japanese player drafted into the NHL uh, in 1992? Hiro Yaki Mire. Hiro Yaki Mire. Stayed in the same hotel with him right across the room. Um, he did not speak a lick of English. It was basically me doing sign language and just uh, helping him around because he... He had nobody over there, nobody, and uh, took him under my wing a bit, which I don't know uh, 
my wings were pretty small back at that time, but, uh, looked like the, <laughs> he, I, I was 18, he was 18 and we looked like we both needed help. So he would just follow me around and I would take him to lunch and dinner and stuff like that and make sure he got to the rink on time. Cause he, he was literally in outer space, foreign land, but a really nice guy. That's a side note, side note. Here are Yakimiri. You looking him up? No. You know, the Buffalo Sabres drafted a, a Japanese player back in 1974. You ever heard okay. the story of Taro Sujimoto? No. The legend of Taro Sujimoto. You've never heard of the legend of Taro. This is why I love Sabre fans. I'll end the show on this. Taro Sujimoto is a fictitious Japanese ice hockey player who was selected in the 1974 National Hockey League Amateur Draft as the 183rd pick overall by the Buffalo Sabres. The decision to draft a non-existent player was made by Sabres general manager Punch Imlach, who was frustrated by the absurd length of the draft and in the late rounds decided to have fun and draft someone unusual. Together with Sabres director of communications Paul Weiland, they created Taro Sujimoto, a 20-year-old Japanese forward who played for the fictional Tokyo Katanas of the Japanese Ice Hockey League. The name was inspired by Japanese-American Joshua Sujimoto, who owned a grocery store Wayland would regularly drive by. Taro Sujimoto quickly became an inside joke for Sabres fans and is a beloved figure in team history. Nothing. Got nothing. I was just looking up my boy, Hiro Yaki Mire. I guess it's safe to say that'll do it for Crash Course, presented by Salino Law. Car Crash Call Salino, 800 555 Thanks for listening to After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Don't forget to catch our side notes segment. We heard a rumor. You can get that one tonight at midnight.